Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose, and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. The tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. You don't connect the dots. It's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill their promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. It was learned that the aliens had men and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. On children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So, if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency, has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth.
Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings right here on The Fringe FM. Our website is www.thesecretteachings.info, where you can find our growing show archive, top news, my books, and more. You can email the broadcast by shooting me an email at rdgable at yahoo.com. That's R-D-G-A-B-L-E at yahoo.com. And finding us on social media at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. That's facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. I'm sure that a lot of you probably got your stimulus check or at least the direct deposit of that 1200 or more dollars, depending on what your income is and whether or not you have children. I posted this on Facebook. I thought it was kind of funny from Yahoo Finance. How the coronavirus stimulus check could impact your 2020 taxes. And the article says, as it explains the people that got a stimulus check and why some didn't, that even if you didn't file your taxes, it's okay. Because at the end of the day, anyone who has a bank account should just give that information right over to the IRS. And I think that we all should do that right now. If you haven't given the IRS your bank account information, your address, let's not make it difficult for the IRS to track us down. Let's make it easy. Let's give them our bank account information. Let's let them know that we have nothing to hide. Sure, I'll get right on that. And that's why from the beginning I've said you can take that $1,200 and you can shove it right up your ass. I don't want the $1,200. I'm not going to pay taxes. And I sure as hell I'm not going to pay taxes on that $1,200 or any of the other freebies they give me. I understand some people might need the money very desperately. That might be a different situation, but in my case, you can take the $1,200 and you can shove it because nothing is free and there are always strings attached. There's something else attached to every single one of us in the state of New York. That is the mask that the governor of New York has made mandatory to wear. Although, if you read the executive order, you only have to wear it if you're unable to social distance or if you choose not to social distance, the six feet standard, or if you have some medical condition that prevents you from wearing it over your face. And I was thinking about it. I'm sure a lot of people have had this same thought, but a lot of the grocery stores around here, and there's liquor stores that are open too, but most businesses now, once one does, then they all follow suit, especially when a big store does it, are not allowing people to come into the grocery store to purchase anything, food, candy, whatever it might be, unless you're wearing a mask. And some stores are policing it, not just with staff, but with security, so that you literally cannot buy items and you cannot access food unless you take the mark of the mask. You have to wear the medical mask or you have to get out of the store. You're not welcome there. You could be getting somebody else sick. It is really, really a pandemic of terror at this point. But we're not going to really discuss that 
tonight on the broadcast. Tonight we're going to talk about straw men and the various forms of straw men arguments and news publications that are circulating all over the internet that are the foundation, that are the basis for the perception construction of the general populace when it comes to things like vaccinations or 5G or Bill Gates or the U.S. governments or any government's coronavirus response, really the straw man argument, which is a fallacy, a a form of psychological warfare that is being waged and has always been waged, but is now being waged against unbelievable, truly unbelievable information pertaining to what's going on in the world around us globally and locally. Before we get to any of that, though, and and the nature of perception, I wanted to just kind of, because we did a show last night, uh, last week rather, on Marina Abramovich, Abramovic, Abramovich, called the Abramovic Paradox, where we talked about the Microsoft advertisement with Marina She manifests in physical form through the digital in a red dress, the scarlet woman of Aleister Crowley. She's a disciple of Aleister Crowley herself, manifesting in the magic circle in this advertisement. And everybody laughs and smiles and thinks this mixed reality thing is funny. It's just kind of disturbing to me not only to see that, but to see the the, the hyper usage of... Zoom and Skype and FaceTime, like I get it. You're you're stuck at home. You're not defying the stay-at-home orders. You stay at home because you know you deserve some time off. You just got twelve hundred dollars. You know you've got some cash. You're just hanging out. You don't want to go back to work. You're scared. You could get sick. Maybe you're susceptible to getting sick in general. Maybe you're lazy. Lots of reasons people just are acquiescing and staying home. In other places, Michigan, Virginia, Texas, there are massive protests to reopen the state, to reopen the economy. But you see Zoom and Skype and FaceTime being used to have these virtual conversations and virtual get-togethers. To me personally, there's just something really otherworldly about this. It's like Wally. You ever seen the movie Wally when they're all communicating on screens? It's it's bad enough that we do that. And in that movie Wally, that was kind of uh, symbolic of what we already do. We're walking down the street, staring at our phones, always staring at a black mirror, televisions, computers, tablets, phones, gaming devices, etc. But now we are literally communicating only through visual platforms like Skype and Zoom and others. And there was this together-at-home, one-world concert. Did you see that? That, that? that Lady Gaga was a part of with the World Health Organization. How weird was that over the weekend? Did anybody watch that? It was a collaboration with Global citizen. You know, they're all about women's rights and women's health and making the world a better place. Some of those think tank talking points from, you know, like Tavistock and 
Rockefeller Foundation, Ford Foundation, you know, all the classics. Lady Gaga collaborated with Global Citizen to plan this event. I'm sure she planned it all by herself with 70 celebrities and singers, and it was supposed to celebrate health care and essential workers on the front lines of the coronavirus pandemic. Concert raised about $128 million to support the quote-unquote fight against COVID-19. And about $73 million of it is going towards local and regional responders. I'm sure that a lot of that money from the one world together at home, Global Citizen, World Health Organization, Lady Gaga collaboration will go right to those first responders. I wonder where the money for that is going to go. I wonder who's really watching you while you watch the performance. Who's watching you while you communicate with your friends and family? Because now if you want to talk to people and you want to see people, you got to remove that tape from your camera. You have to remove the tape from your phone or your tablet or your computer so that your friends and family can see you at home. You know, even Mark Zuckerberg and, you know, former FBI, they don't let their cameras go uncovered. But it's it's strange, it's odd, it's paranoia to cover your camera. So just uncover it so Lady Gaga and the World Health Organization can watch you in your home. Doesn't that just seem weird that the World Health Organization, which now that Trump has pulled funding, is exclusively funded by Bill Gates? That name's going to come up a lot tonight. The Gates to Oblivion, the Gates to Hell. But that the World Health Organization is teaming up with Lady Gaga and these other musicians and celebrities, I, I don't see what's so fascinating about these people. You know, one other thing I found kind of, kind of strange, I don't know, it's just me when I look at it, I just glance at the one world, just type this in one world together at home, the Global Citizen Who event with Lady Gaga. I look at it and it looks like there's a hand handing another hand this red ball. It just kind of looks, and I glance at it, it kind of looks like an apple. Kind of looks like the apple's being handed, the poison apple. Or, if you notice the hands, it creates, like in, in sign language, if you were to make the sign for house, the two walls and then the roof as a triangle. In the middle of it is a little red dot. What is a red dot, especially relating to cameras? Well, it means it's recording. So, together at home, and that little red dot right inside your home, watching everything you do. And if you want to see your friends and family and you want them to see you, you need to remove that piece of tape, you paranoid conspiracy theorist. We need to see what's happening in the house. Someone could have coughed or sneezed. And even if your dog now coughs or sneezes, your dog could have the virus. Get rid of your pet. It's too dangerous. This is beyond... Orwellian, beyond totalitarian, beyond autocratic. This is a nightmarish hell. But hey, most of us have been willing participants. Like V said, if you want to find the responsible party, you need to look into a mirror. And I know why you did it. You were afraid. All these different things that we're afraid of, terrorism and 
We're afraid of viruses. We're afraid of all these things that make us reduce our empathetic and sympathetic connection to others while portraying and signaling to others that we care, that we're concerned because we're wearing the mask, we're wearing the gloves. It doesn't matter if you set your mask down 50 times a day and pick it up and don't wash it, and you're just literally putting that filthy mask back into your face. It doesn't matter if you wash your hands perfectly clean and then touch something. People look at you weird. Why aren't you wearing gloves? Why would I wear gloves if I just washed my hands? Well, you have to be cleanly. So me touching things without gloves is somehow different than me touching things with gloves because if there's a virus on that box of Cheetos or that bag of Cheetos and I touch it with the the glove hand and I touch it with maybe I have one hand has a glove and one hand doesn't have a glove and I touch it with both hands and then I take my hands off of it and then I go to grab the box of Cheerios with the glove hand and the non-glove hand I'm still spreading the virus to the Cheerios. It's like, come on, think. What do you think this One World Together at Home concert's about with Global Citizen and the World Health Organization where they have a home with a red dot in it? I don't know if it's cheesy, but hello, hal, oh, hello. It's recording, it's watching. What do you think it's doing? What do you think the little red dot's for? Tonight, I want to talk to you about something other than all that, though, because, you know, a lot of people have asked me, as I'm sure that they've asked you, what your opinion is on current affairs, what's going on in the world. Everybody has, you know, an opinion. Or if it's not someone directly asking you what your opinion is, it's coming up in conversation at at one point or another. There's some instigation of this conversation because we're all experiencing this individually and collectively. When something overtly affects the entire world, everybody pays attention and they become involved in the game. It was like when I was in high school, I remember living in in West Virginia and there'd be the the college football team, the West Virginia Mountaineers at WVU, and there would be, uh, you know, the next morning after the football game, we go to school, our football game was on Saturday, we go to school Monday, and, you know, the people that liked football you know, we could talk about it, but if people didn't like football, then you, you're not going to have a conversation. They didn't watch the game. But now this is something that affects everybody. So everybody's going to be talking about it, and everybody has their opinion, and the opinion of the individual, sure, is is valid of every individual, but opinion is a really funny word because it means not based on fact or knowledge. And this is what, in a free society, we are all entitled to, an opinion. Sometimes people say, you are entitled to your opinion, but not your own facts. And while that objectively makes sense, it's often a talking point used to diminish individual perspective in favor of a consensus, or at least by the implication of consensus, that what has been created or framed as as a narrative. I'm sure many of you, like me, have said things before after having experienced them or read them or seen them that are controversial or controversial to the individual directly or the group that you make the comment towards. 
And the typical response to that controversial comment is, even if the other person kind of agrees, well, you're entitled to your opinion, but not your own facts. But what if your opinion is based on fact? What if it's based on knowledge? Sure, there's the moral relative argument that all things are subjective. There's no good, there's no evil. Which is really an argument used to justify, with no morality, horrific things in the name of neutrality, independent, personalized agendas in the name of balance. But if my opinion is generated by objective research, and and despite personal bias as a result of experience, then my opinion is more than a standard opinion. It no longer becomes an opinion in the sense that it's not based on fact or knowledge. If it's based on fact or some kind of experience or knowledge, then opinion diverges to become the dissemination of raw information. Otherwise, unknowledgeable opinion and the intentional distortion of factual information to fit preconceived bias, often portrayed as opinion, are merely emotional responses like a computer program activating based on stimuli and input and the pressing of the enter key. Raw opinion and information is neutral, and therefore the truth, we hear that word so often, the truth may be found, I think, with facts. But facts themselves are not necessarily the truth since we need more information to make clear decisions. We need more pieces to understand and to obtain a clearer picture. However, the distortion of relevant neutral information causes confusion when there is an overloading of that data. Oftentimes that's done intentionally. The strategies of perception management and psychological control through the logic of consequence, reward, and punishment from what might seem as harmless advertising and marketing to more direct forms of control through persuasion by the ostracization of an individual from social interaction if they don't conform, the perception management, the psychological control uses information And the information that is not made available or the information that is made available in excess through a filtering system to manufacture false views and versions of reality. So the truth can be factual, but facts are not necessarily the truth because we need a lot of facts. We need a lot of details to really understand what's going on. And some people say we live in a post-truth or a post-fact world. You hear that a lot. But I think the reality is, although this may be true on the surface, underneath is still the individual's ability to make up their own mind based on the information presented. In order to complete an objective investigation, one needs to consider all sources of information and never bind themselves to a steady stream that will continue to move. Things will always change. And what I'm seeing a lot of now, what we're going to talk about in detail tonight, is the classical straw man argument. Because if I sit here and I read you Scientific America, Forbes, online publication, and others, 
mainstream media outlets, respected publications. And they talked to me about quantum dye, quantum dot dye, micro needles, invisible ink, tattoos, bio stamps, and tracking systems for healthcare. And mainstream media simultaneously says those things don't exist. They're not disputing that those things exist. They're often disputing the straw man, which has been created in order to confuse people by giving the impression of that information pertaining to, in this case, let's say, microchips and invisible ink tattoos, refuting that that's real by manufacturing a straw man for the argument, by adding on to that information with information, with facts, if you will, that are easily disproven to shift your attention from what's really going on onto a straw man that can be easily dismantled. So we've seen a lot of this in the news recently. A lot of hit pieces and stories that are meant to redirect our investigation and our concern into everything from COVID-19 to vaccinations to lockdowns and quarantines. And this straw man approach that is diverting us from reasonable concern is leading us to the gates of oblivion. And Bill Gates is standing at those gates with 7 billion vaccines ready to inject every man, woman, and child with something that he says will probably cause adverse effects and death for close to a million or so people. We've got the audio of him saying that. He's at the gates, Bill Gates, the gates to oblivion. That's our subject tonight, and we'll get to all of that after break. There's quite a bit to get to tonight, and I promise you that everything that you've paid attention to pertaining to COVID-19 will maybe make a little more sense tonight in context with the straw man argument and the so-called conspiracy theories that so many are quick to adopt because it's contrary to the official narrative. That's a very dangerous thing. I'm going to show you why that's dangerous tonight. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. More coming up after break. Stay with us. If you're looking for something to do while you're quarantined or locked down at home, check out www.thesecretteachings.info for our entire show archive. There you'll find every single broadcast after it airs, and you can download and stream every single one of those shows with great guests and timeless subjects. Right now it's only $35 for a one-year subscription to the archive and a free copy of one of my books with free shipping in the United States. It supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and it supports you. You can also check out my three books independently, 
Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and the Technological Elixir. Read reviews and see the books at www.thesecretteachings.info. Whether you subscribe, purchase a book, or you simply listen to the show five nights a week, it's a great way to stay informed and to be entertained. Again, that's www.thesecretteachings.info, thesecretteachings.info, or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings, and shoot us an email at rdgable at yahoo.com. You are listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. To contact Ryan, email rdgable at yahoo.com. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. Do you enjoy The Secret Teachings? You now have an opportunity to help inform others while supporting the program by purchasing our newly available T-shirts for men, women, or whatever else you identify as, even a purple penguin. Whether you spark conversation with the Secret Teachings t-shirt or you want to decorate your safe space with an awesome poster, we have what you want at thesecretteachings.info. For any questions, contact Ryan Gable by email at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hi, Jeremy Scott here from Into the Paranormal, and I'm back live Saturdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on The Fringe FM. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. This is The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings or our website, thesecretteachings.info. We've heard your feedback loud and clear. You called it out, and now we're answering. All new live programming, five nights a week. Always remember, The Fringe FM is for you, the listener, and we appreciate your feedback. 
Keep the feedback coming. You can email us at talkback at thefringe.fm, call the station at 501-777-5631, or send us a message on Facebook at The Fringe FM. This is John B. Wells of Caravan to Midnight, which you can find at caravantomidnight.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings. I've got two announcements to make tonight. Number one, for those of you who haven't heard, and this should be positive news for everybody, starting next Monday, one week from tonight, The Secret Teachings will be falling back one hour, which should make it easier for people to listen in the United States and around the world Even if you're getting those early morning shows in places like the UK, it'll just be an hour back. The show will start now. Rather than midnight to 2 a.m. Pacific, it will be 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you listen to Clyde, and then you come over and listen to us immediately after, you'll be able to catch the show. But then the show will also re-air either that exact episode or an episode from a night before or a couple of nights before directly after. So basically, if you're on the East Coast of the United States, you're getting the secret teachings from 2 to 6 a.m., but from 2 to 4 will be the new broadcast five nights a week, Monday through Friday. We're doing that so Joe Roop on Lighting the Void can, well, let's be very frank, so he can get some sleep and so he's not so overwhelmed with work. Secret Teachings will still come on right after Lighting the Void right here on the Fringe FM just from 2 to 4 a.m. Eastern rather than 3 to 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if that's something that is conflicting for a lot of people, maybe you enjoy that time switch, let me know at rdgable at yahoo.com or let Joe Roop know from Lighting the Void. Just visit thefringe.fm, thefringe.fm, contact the network or just contact me directly, rdgable at yahoo.com. The other announcement I have to make is if at any point in the past I became wedded to the idea of somehow circling what has become the toilet bowl of conspiracies. If I've become married to that in any way, I'd like to formally declare that I'd like a divorce from it tonight on the show. I am officially done, fed up, and that's how I'm supposed to be feeling, I imagine, That is the intention behind the psychological warfare being waged by what I imagine are individual groups that are psychotic intelligence agencies and others who want to get really good researchers and presenters 
much like every person who listens and follows those researchers and presenters, to just give up and to give in. That's the whole point of psychological warfare. Break down the morale of the individual so that they question everything to the point of just falling off a cliff and giving up and not questioning anything anymore. Let me explain what I mean by that. I've got an Associated Press article right here that says the Gates Foundation, Bill Gates, you know, the Gates to Oblivion, Bill Gates, his foundation is calling for global cooperation on a vaccine for 7 billion people. The wealthy Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the article says, has called for global cooperation to ready COVID-19 vaccines for 7 billion people. The article continues, While it is likely to take as many as 18 months to develop and fully test a safe coronavirus vaccine, global authorities and businesses need to start now on plans to manufacture it, said the Foundation Chief Executive Mark Sussman, or Mark Sussman. Mark continues, when you are dealing with a novel pathogen like COVID-19, as and when we get to identifying a successful vaccine, we are going to need billions of doses. There are 7 billion people on the planet. We are going to need need to vaccinate nearly every one. There is no manufacturing capacity to do that. So a successful vaccine has to be available for 7 billion people. You need to test if there are unexpected side effects or side effects within cohorts or groups, whether it's pregnant women or the elderly or the very young, said Sussman. They know there will be, not side effects, but there will be effects of the vaccine. Now, what those effects are, are yet to be seen. But it kind of seems strange that someone who preaches depopulation, that is their religion, That is their background, that is their history. Their father was one of the founding members of Planned Parenthood. You can say, they do good stuff for women. The mafia does good stuff for the community too. Regardless of what kind of good things Planned Parenthood does, it was established by eugenicists. It was established by Margaret Sanger, who said, the best thing you can do for your children is to kill them. But they get to have children. And to the average person, this makes no sense. I try to explain this to people. Well, why, why would, if they don't want people to have children, why are they having children? Because they think they're better than you. That's what eugenics means. Of noble, royal inheritance. They are better than you. That's what they believe anyway. So it's hard for the average person to comprehend that. And that's part of the the psychology of disbelief that makes this whole thing so much more difficult to explain and to coherently translate. That's why I officially divorced myself from this whole discussion. I don't want anything at all to do with the conspiracy world anymore. I am disengaging from it, and I am divorcing it. I'm done. I'm done because I'm tired of people that have 
Otherwise, no opinion, no concern, and no motivation to do anything until it becomes popular. And then suddenly everybody becomes an expert on things that 20 minutes ago they would have either laughed at or they would have ignored as irrelevant. But now everybody gets to play the game and suddenly everybody's an expert. And now suddenly everybody has access to some secret information. Everybody's uncovering the conspiracies. I've said it probably a hundred times this month alone. It is the psychological equivalent of giving a child a steering wheel that is plastic in the back seat of the car so that the child, even if they know they're not really driving the car, they can pretend like mommy and daddy. This amateur hour conspiracy theory garbage is the reason that I, I give up. I give up. I'm not going to associate with that community anymore. I'm just done. Because this whole thing is like a game of telephone. You know telephone where you say something to the person next to you and then they pass it down to the person next to them and by the time it gets to the end, it's usually something totally different than what the person originally said. Let me explain this in context with what's going on in the world today. The Bill Gates Foundation has called for 7 billion people to be vaccinated. Bill Gates himself said, we'll play the audio for you coming up before the next break, 1 in 10,000, 700,000 roughly, who get the vaccine are going to have adverse effects. And he kind of chuckles about it. That's just the reality that we face. If you want to stop coronavirus, we need to... Eliminate coronavirus from the whole world, Bill Gates says. Well, Bill Gates and his foundation funded research into invisible ink that could reveal whether kids have been vaccinated. The technology would embed immunization records into a child's skin. Did you hear that? The technology embeds immunization records into a child's skin. And here's the article right here. If you just type in Scientific American, Invisible Ink could reveal whether kids have been vaccinated. This came out in December of 2019, right around the time we were starting to hear about the outbreak of the quote-unquote novel coronavirus in Wuhan. Now, the article is referring to research conducted by MIT with funding from Bill Gates about invisible ink and vaccines. Now, they're not injecting vaccines with microchips into your bloodstream. That's important. That's part of the straw man argument that we need to seriously have a conversation about tonight. It's a vaccine with invisible ink under the skin that lasts about five years, they say. But the conspiracy analyst amateur hour is the reason why nobody believes what the Scientific American or other respectable scientific publications have published. Because the conspiracy analysts and the amateur hour conspiracy analysis says nanotechnology must mean robots. No, nanotechnology just refers to something that is very, very small. 
Just type in nano. Type in nanotechnology and read what it actually means because I've heard so many people say, well, it's got nanotechnology in it, and they're referring to nanotechnology as if it's strictly a machine or it's a robot. But nanotechnology is simply a branch of technology that deals with dimensions and tolerances of less than 100 nanometers, especially the manipulation of individual atoms and molecules. The definition of nanotechnology is not nanobots. Are nanobots nanotechnology? Yes, because the nanobot is a really tiny, based on size, a really tiny, it's a nanobot. See what I mean? Nanobot. It doesn't mean there are nanobots in the vaccine. Now, you can say, Ryan, you don't know what's going to be in the vaccine. And I say, touche, I don't know. But neither do you. So don't tell me there are nanobots in the vaccine when you don't know any more than I do. Maybe there are nanobots in the vaccine. But what we have here is like a collage. You know those collages or like a vision board you make? Collages of, of all of these. Maybe it's in, you know, it's in middle school or high school. You make a collage of different things. Maybe your favorite things to, to do, your favorite music, favorite band, favorite TV show. You make a, a science collage, you know, something about animals, something like that. This is a conspiracy collage. It's taking things like from a buffet. You get a little bit of chicken, a little bit of rice, maybe some mashed potatoes. You know, you go down to the Golden Corral, you get some ice cream. Then you get a steak, you get a salad, you get some soup. You get pretty much anything you want at a Golden Corral. And that's what these conspiracy analysts are doing. They hear nano and they hear micro needle or microchip and they hear vaccine and they hear embedded and suddenly the gears start turning and organically we have people shouting and yelling on Facebook and out in public. Yeah, I'm not going to let them inject me with microchips. I'm not going to let him put a brain chip in me. Where in the literature did Bill Gates say he's going to put a microchip in your brain? Where in the literature did Bill Gates say, say he's going to inject you with nanobots? Nowhere that I've seen but this article from Scientific American that talks about this technology being funded by Bill Gates says MIT engineers have developed a way to store medical information under the skin using a quantum dot dye that is delivered along with a vaccine by a microneedle patch. The dye, which is invisible to the naked eye, can be read later using a specially adapted smartphone. The work was funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and came about because of a direct request from Microsoft founder and philanthropist Bill Gates himself. Now, that's what the article actually says. If you want to go beyond that, then we need to understand what this technology is. Quantum dot dye delivered with a vaccine by a microneedle patch. So the needles are so small, you don't get that direct jab into the skin that so many people just loathe. It's a vaccine with microneedles. It's basically a Band-Aid-like patch that is placed on the skin. 
don't even need a technician or a nurse to administer it. You put this little patch on the skin. The micro needles inject the vaccine into you. And it injects the dye into the skin. So you've got a scannable barcode. In a sense, it doesn't say they're putting a barcode on your skin, but it is essentially a form of barcode. It's a catalog number that when it's scanned using that specially adapted smartphone, then it can be read, and now your medical records are available. Now, let's use speculation. What could this allow for other than a total violation of the sovereign individual for the rest of your life? Well, you put this patch on with the microneedles, and who knows what else it's injecting into your body beyond just the ingredients of the vaccine. They say that the dye is safe. They've tested it on on pigs. Pigs have a similar skin. That's why tattoo artists use pigs to, or pig skin to experiment before they become a, a professional. The MIT team used technology called quantum dots. Now these quantum dots, the quantum dot dye, is composed of semiconducting crystals that reflect light. They were developed to label cells during research. So they're really small. Quantum dot dye. Little teeny tiny things. Semiconducting crystals. Kind of similar to neural dust or smart dust that attaches to the organs of the body. UC Berkeley reported this. Type in UC Berkeley sprinkling of smart dust. You'll get the university publication that attach to your organs and give a real-time readout of your heart rate, the health of your liver, your kidneys, lung capacity. And they're really small. It's, It's nanotechnology. I've heard a lot of people say, well, this virus is is nanotechnology. And I've read some reports where that might be the case, but that doesn't mean it's a nanobot. I know a lot of people listen to this show, and maybe I'm just not a good presenter, and I'm not coherent in how I express myself and how I express my ideas. I'm trying to explain to you that this is not a show about the vaccine and COVID-19 and Bill Gates. This is a show where we're looking at other angles, including why so many people think Bill Gates is trying to put a microchip in their skull. Why so, uh, Elon Musk is doing that. Bill Gates doesn't have to do that. Musk is doing that with his Neuralink system. We're talking about why people think They're being injected with microchips in their bloodstream. That's not true. But see, that is the attitude that is is fanned and cultivated, that is allowed to proliferate on social media, and it should be able to proliferate, but that's what's given free range to spread and to be disseminated on all platforms. And then when people... Look at something like this article from Scientific American. They say, well, that's just a a Band-Aid-like patch. I mean, mean, Bill Gates, he wants to put a microchip in your brain and inject them into your blood. It's nanotechnology. These are nanobots. But it's none of that. 
It's just a misunderstanding of what nano means. It's a misunderstanding of what chip means. Because in a sense, neural dust consists of teeny tiny little microchips. You breathe that, that in. You don't have to inject that into the body. This stuff developed by Bill Gates through funding through MIT is quantum dot dye delivered to the skin with microneedles on a patch that also injects the vaccine into you. And then that becomes your immunization record and your paperwork, papir bitta, so that you can leave your house and travel. Now, all that's been discussed by Bill Gates publicly. All that's been discussed by Dr. Fauci, who works for Bill Gates, as well as the National Institutes of Health that had their hand in the distribution of this particular coronavirus to the virology BSL-4 laboratory in Wuhan. All this has come out now, but the straw man that is built up is that Bill Gates wants to inject you with nanobots and he wants to inject you with microchips. And then media and authorities go on refuting their opponent's argument while not really refuting the argument of I'm not going to get a quantum dot die vaccine patch attached to my body with invisible ink that you can scan to see my immunization and health record. They refute that by refuting an argument that was not even presented by the opponent. So if I say I'm not getting that patch, I'm not getting the microneedle, I'm not getting the quantum dot die, I'm not getting the vaccine. They say, oh, it's a conspiracy theory. You think they're trying to put microchips in your brain. No, moron. That's not what I think. Because I've actually read the literature. And there's clearly a lot more going on than quantum dot dies and nanotechnology. But in this particular case, we see where this stuff comes from. And then, at least I, because I follow this constantly as part of this show... I just see the the spiraling out of control of conspiracies and conspiracy theories. What do you think the established authority and the established status quo, what do you think they're thinking? Do you think they're thinking, wow, I can't believe all these people are aware of our sinister plan? It's not that black and white and it's not that simple. What they've done is they've created the straw man by taking something that is very, very credible, that's documented, like Bill Gates calling for a national tracking system, like Google and Apple teaming up to contact trace where you go, using your phones, alerting people if they've been in the vicinity with someone who might be sick, the same kind of contact tracing that the Chinese authorities have been using for probably several years at this point, but the same kind of social control mechanisms, the same kind of social credit score that Google built for the communist Chinese that they're using here in the United States. And it's such an incremental process by which we accept these things 
through the logic of consequence that I might as well accept this. If I don't, I'll lose my job. I won't have any friends. I won't be able to go out in public. And we just accept it, accept it, accept it, accept it, accept it. And anybody who says, wait a minute, I'm not accepting that. Well, there's a department for that. And that department says, you don't have to accept it, but why would you, why do you think that he's going to inject microchips into your blood or your brain? And I'm like, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about this, I'm talking about this quantum dot die patch. Shut up, conspiracy theorist, because they make the argument about something else. So we need to be a little bit smarter about what we invest our energy in. We need to be a little bit smarter about what we put our time into investigating and paying attention to because this conspiracy theory and analyst crap, I'm done with it. I don't want any part of it. I don't want to be a part of this 5G nonsense. If 5G was causing coronavirus symptoms, then 5G must have been around in 2003 when there was a SARS outbreak. But let me guess, a lot of you don't believe that 2003 was a real year. Because... Some people on YouTube believe that rocks are actually human bones from 1,000, 2,000 years ago, and history didn't even exist until 2000. And I don't know what people believe anymore, but it's all psychological warfare at this point. It's one thing to separate yourself from the mainstream status quo and to think for yourself. It's another thing to do that but to do it as part of some collective community of conspiracy analysts who are just being used to promote things like Pizzagate and Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself and Bill Gates wants to put microchips in your brain. That's why I'm not getting the vaccine for COVID-19. All of that is meant to distract and to distort reality. So you can say, well, that's just your opinion, Ryan, that he doesn't want to put microchips in my brain. No, that's a fact. Unless you can show me some documented evidence to the contrary, as it stands, that's a fact. Now, Bill Gates is a eugenicist. I don't trust Bill Gates. I'm not getting a vaccine. They will shoot me dead before they shoot that little tiny patch of microneedles into my skin, under my skin, with a quantum dot die that they can scan with the literal mark of the beast. But that doesn't mean that you can't have a conversation with me now because you think they're going to put microchips in my brain or your brain. It's meant to divide and separate us so that we do not have conversation because we are confused and we are angry. You don't believe exactly what I believe about the conspiracy, so you're working for them. It's all psychological warfare. We're going to break this down a little bit more when we come back from break. I'll expand on all of these stories about conspiracy theories and how conspiracy theories about Bill Gates and George Soros, it's all a straw man argument. I hope I can provide a little bit of perspective on that tonight here on the broadcast, The Gates to Oblivion. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Stay with us. I'll play that Bill Gates compilation coming up after this break. If you're looking for something to do while you're quarantined or locked down at home, 
Check out www.thesecretteachings.info for our entire show archive. There you'll find every single broadcast after it airs, and you can download and stream every single one of those shows with great guests and timeless subjects. Right now, it's only $35 for a one-year subscription to the archive and a free copy of one of my books with free shipping in the United States. It supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and it supports you. You can also check out my three books independently, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir. Read reviews and see the books at www.thesecretteachings.info. Whether you subscribe, purchase a book, or you simply listen to the show five nights a week, it's a great way to stay informed and to be entertained. Again, that's www.thesecretteachings.info, thesecretteachings.info, or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings, and shoot us an email at rdgable at yahoo.com. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, mythology to alchemy, check out Ryan Gable's book, Occult Arcana, with hundreds of beautiful images. If you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic packs made in the entertainment industry, check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. And if you want a practical look at food, lifestyle, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and order yours today. It supports The Secret Teachings, you, and The Fringe FM. Do you enjoy The Secret Teachings? You now have an opportunity to help inform others while supporting the program by purchasing our newly available T-shirts for men, women, or whatever else you identify as, even a purple penguin. Whether you spark conversation with the Secret Teachings t-shirt or you want to decorate your safe space with an awesome poster, we have what you want at thesecretteachings.info. For any questions, contact Ryan Gable by email at rdgable at yahoo.com. We've got to get rid of coronavirus from the entire world. And how you get a, a vaccine making you know, 7 billion of those is, is going to be a, an incredible challenge. And so, you know, if we have, you know, one in 10,000 uh, side effects, that's, you know, way more, 700,000, you know, people who will suffer from that. Eventually, what we'll have to have is certificates of who's a recovered person, who's a vaccinated person, because you don't want people moving around the world where you'll have some countries that won't have it under control. What does opening up look like? You know, which activities like schools have such benefit and can be done in a way that the risk of transmission is very low? And which activities like mass gatherings uh, may be in a certain sense more optional? And so until you're widely vaccinated, those may not uh, come back uh, at all. We want to get into this semi-normal phase as soon as we can, and then uh, the vaccine is the thing that, that will change things. And that's why, you know, really figuring out how do we make sure it's safe, because uh, that when you give it to 7 billion healthy people, that's super important. 
Even if we're doing the right things, where we've fixed the testing problems, uh, we're making sure people are strict about quarantine, we're doing really good contact tracing, and so the government is able to encourage some type of activities to resume. Even so, the populace has been thinking about this uh, infectious disease enough that people will be reluctant. Even, you know, they say, okay, it's fine to send your kids to school. I hope uh, we have enough proof that everybody will feel like they go along with that. If you want to reopen a factory, do enough workers show up that you can really engage in that activity. Some things like restaurants will probably have more spacing and the demand will be reduced because of what we've all gone through here. But we need to start getting things back to normal. They won't be back to normal until we either have that phenomenal vaccine or a therapeutic that's like over 95% effective. And so we have to assume that's going to be almost 18 months from now. You know, Dr. Fauci's doing a very good job uh, if we get the testing fixed, we get all 50 states involved, you know, the best people at the foundation uh, who are all about uh, high volume vaccines. So let's look at each one of these and see how we can get this down to zero. Uh, probably one of these numbers is going to have to get pretty near to zero. Uh, that's back from high school algebra. But let's, let's take a look. Uh, first, we've got population. Now, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. What we need to do is take this aid generosity and this innovation and go into those places, uh, offer the women better tools where they want to space birthing or, or have a smaller family size, and improve health. What policies should we have? Because until we get almost everybody vaccinated uh, globally, we still won't be fully back to normal. Uh, we want to go you know, in manufacture and construction and go to school, but there will be things like big public events where the risk will outweigh the risk of a disease rebound. We've got to get rid of coronavirus from the entire world, high volume vaccines. We have you know, one in 10,000 side effects that's way more, 700,000 you know, people who will suffer from that. And so until you're widely vaccinated, those may not uh, come back uh, at all. We're making sure people are strict about quarantine. We're doing really good contact tracing. Eventually, what we'll have to have is certificates of who's a recovered person, who's a vaccinated person. We've got to get rid of people from the entire world. I'm Ryan Gable. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings right here on The Fringe FM. The straw man argument has been used to build up Bill Gates' straw men so that the argument and the discussion becomes not about Bill Gates' past or about his present endeavors, but about things that Bill Gates has not talked about, has not proposed, and is not a part of. And that straw man is used to divert your energy and the discussion away from the main point. That's what a straw man is. That's what a straw man does. And that's what the straw man is being used for right now to refute an individual's argument. While 
not actually refuting the argument of, I'm not going to take a COVID-19 vaccine, and I don't want your quantum dot die immunity card tattoo with microneedles that inject a vaccine into my body and who knows what else so that I have clearance to leave my home and go to the store. But rather than focusing on that argument, which is scientifically applicable, which is published in mainstream scientific publications that Bill and Melinda Gates funded that research, and that research in particular is what I'm talking about. There are far more things than just the quantum dot dies and the invisible ink tattoo. But to refute that argument by creating a new argument, the straw man, that was not actually presented with my original argument, and then addressing the artificial argument, the straw man, and easily dismantling it. And that's what a lot of us, unfortunately, have allowed to happen because conspiracy research and analysis has really become, if it wasn't before, more than ever now, quite obvious, a game of telephone. And we pass that information down from person to person. By the time it gets to the end, something completely different than how it started. So, for example, I can sit here and I can read you mainstream publication after mainstream publication about what's going on, immunity cards being introduced, Dr. Fauci, who works for Bill Gates through the foundation, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, to Bill Gates calling for national tracking systems, to Google and Apple teaming up for contact tracing, to MIT Invisible Inc. could reveal whether kids have been vaccinated. So I can read you that. I can tell you that. Invisible Inc. could reveal whether kids have been vaccinated. MIT researchers have developed a way to inject you with vaccines and quantum dot dyes that last for about five years in the skin made of semiconducting crystals. And then this can be scanned, the invisible ink, with an application on a smartphone to see what your medical records are and to see if you have clearance to leave the house. Basically a barcode, approval to leave your house and to go out in public. And I whisper that into somebody's ear. We talk about the nanotechnology, and by the time it gets down to the end of the row, it's Bill Gates wants to inject microchips into your bloodstream and your brain, and Bill Gates wants to inject you with nanobots. And I'm down here at the end of the table, and I'm thinking, what are you talking about? That's not what I said. And that's what happens, and that's what is happening in the conspiracy community. That's why I am divorcing myself from the conspiracy community. I've had it. I'm done with it. I'm finished. I can't take this anymore because it's just delegitimizing what so many people have worked so hard to accomplish. So we need to cut the dead weight. It's great more people are aware of what's going on, I have, I can tell you, probably like 2% of the answers I personally don't know. But I know that if I read a story, and then I have other people that are quoting the story incorrectly, 
that it's not just how a rumor gets started, it's how a straw man is built by the authorities and then destroyed in order to destroy an unrelated argument that might kind of, sort of, be similar. By tacking on these artificial inserts into the argument to later disprove, which by association disproves the entire argument. I've just had it. I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. I'm not being dramatic. I'm not being hyperbolic. I'm serious. I'm just tired of it. I'm really sick and tired of the conspiracy analyst stuff and the little, you know, YouTube videos and all the the hashtags and social media. It's a game. You're driving a plastic steering wheel on the back of mom and dad's car. If the powerful cabal and the powerful elite wanted you to have access to information, they would give it to you like they are with Pizzagate and with the Bill Gates conspiracy. And if they didn't want you to have access to it, they would do one of two things. They would prevent you from having access to it, or they would give you access to it, but they would give you access to it with loads of other information to confuse researchers so they don't know what's true and what's not true by planting a little bit of doubt that things that are factual and true might not be so factual and true and things that are not factual and not true might actually be factual and true. It's a game. It's a psychological game. I want to read you some of these headlines. I don't even know what this word is. Trumpists, I guess Trump supporters... Oh, yeah, that's what they're calling all the people in Virginia and Idaho and Texas and all over the country that are going out and protesting and saying, we're not staying at home. We're not following the governor's orders. We want to go back to work. We want to go back to to social interactions with people. And we're going to have these gatherings. And a lot of sheriffs are saying, we're not going to enforce the stay-at-home order anymore. You see, this is a positive thing about America. This is a very positive thing about America, as far as I'm concerned. It's a very positive thing. The problem is the media paints all those groups as Trumpers or Trumpists. They're all right-wing conspiracy theorists. Really? The headline from this article from the Daily Beast says, Trumpists believe, so they're already telling you what people that support Trump believe, Bill Gates is using coronavirus to implant brain chips. What are you talking about? Who believes that? And and, and if you do believe that, you support Trump? The article says, this is is why I'm, I'm, I'm divorced from this community. I'm done with it. The article says this. Some conspiracy theorists, you know, people like Diamond and Silk, these two black ladies, pro-Trump personalities, regulars at the White House as guests, became the latest to push conspiracy theories about Gates, tweeting that Microsoft founder was operating a secretive agenda to rule the world with vaccines. I don't even know what that means. And, And Diamond and Silk said that. What are you talking about? What do you mean he wants to rule the world with vaccines? That doesn't even make any sense. 
rule the world with vaccines and vowing not to take any coronavirus vaccine that Gates gets that Gates was involved with, that Gates gets out to the market. So see the straw man? He's operating a secretive agenda to rule the world with vaccines. And even I can say that's just asinine. What are you talking about? But I'm smart enough, and I know that you're smart enough, to realize that's the straw man. The problem that Bill Gates and others have is that too many people are refusing and vowing that they are not going to take a coronavirus vaccine if Bill Gates is involved with it or not. And that's across political party lines. I cannot tell you how many people that I would normally not be able to have a conversation with because they're hardcore Marxists or communists, but they know a little bit about health across political party lines, and they, just as much as me, are saying, I am not getting a vaccine. That's anecdotal. That's just my personal experience. But a lot of people are saying no. Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, of course, doesn't matter your politics. Doesn't matter your religion for that matter. So they have to create the straw man. So if if you don't want a vaccine from Bill Gates, you must believe he's trying to rule the world with a vaccine. That makes no sense. That's asinine. Highlight and delete that part. We are just not going to accept vaccines from Bill Gates. That's the real problem that needs to be addressed. Vaccines? No, thank you. From Bill Gates, uh, double no on that. Now, the, uh, the one woman who, I, who, who, you know, she goes by uh, Diamond, Lynette Hardaway, she said, quote, you're not going to make black people the guinea pigs for this here right here. Well, sure. Black people have been used for a very long time as laboratory rats. But for the most part, all human beings have been used as laboratory rats. Radiation experiments, genetic experiments. I mean, genetically engineered food is basically an open world experiment on all people. But yeah, black people, there's a long history. Tuskegee comes to mind. The syphilis experiments with black folks. So sure, a lot of black folks know what's going on. And they're not going to participate in this experimentation. But see... When a black person steps off the Democratic plantation and says, I'm going to be my own master, the Democratic plantation says, you get back in line, slave, because they need to use the black folks as shields against their own crimes by appealing to the virtuous nature of being concerned with minority groups. It's so disgusting and sick. The article continues... Newsmax White House correspondent Emerald Robinson, I don't know who Emerald Robinson is, I don't read Newsmax, but I guess they said it, so that's what we all believe, claimed that Gates wants to use, quote, vaccines to track people, end quote, while Fox News host Laura Ingram, who has met with Trump to discuss the coronavirus, what does that have to do with anything? She tweeted that Gates and other globalists want to use the crisis to track people. That is a provable documented fact. Because Bill Gates said it in Forbes magazine, a national tracking system for coronavirus. It's right here. Now, see, I say Bill Gates wants to track you to make sure that you're not sick. And Fauci, who works for the foundation, which just sounds like some sinister organization. And Bill Gates refers to it like that, too. 
Yeah, the best scientist over there at the foundation, the foundation, the foundation. It sounds like the Institute from Fallout. I don't want anything to do with the foundation. You know, it sounds like that that would be like in the synopsis for some like dystopian horror movie. You know, while the foundation has been experimenting with human-animal hybridization chimera programs and implanting brain chips into unsuspecting victims, the, 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 the foundation, it just sounds really creepy. But see, Bill Gates has openly said, we're going to track you. They're talking about immunization cards. And then these morons over at the Daily Beast say, it's just Trumpists who believe Bill Gates is using the coronavirus to implant brain chips. Meanwhile, nowhere in this discussion is there anything about brain chips. It's just the headline. But they start out with the straw man. To rule the world with vaccines. That's asinine. Everything else I read from here on must be asinine. But I think a lot of people don't think like that anymore. We're on to the scam. So yeah, of course, he's going to use it to track people. That's his own words. The article continues, Gates has long been viewed suspiciously by vaccine skeptics who take out of context remarks he made in 2011 about vaccines as proof that he wants to use inoculations to reduce the global population. In reality, Gates meant that reducing child mortality would help parents plan their families better. Now, to be fair to the globalist eugenicist scumbag king of hell, Bill Gates, When he made those comments on several occasions, not just 2011, and you heard it in the compilation there at the break, that is what Bill Gates was talking about. Because in context, he was saying, if we do a good job with vaccines, implying vaccines will make you healthier, and we do a good job with health care, when people are healthy, they have less children. It's also true, Bill Gates didn't say this, but it's also true that when people are better educated, And people have access to more resources and basic necessities. They have less children. That's what Bill Gates was referring to. Until I understood the context of that, I too had used that as evidence of what Bill Gates was ultimately scheming for behind the scenes. Now I realize that was out of context. And you know why I realized that was out of context? Because I listened to morons on radio and YouTube who said it was proof that he wanted to depopulate the planet with vaccines. Now, we don't need that 2011 commentary from Bill Gates. I just played you almost five minutes of Bill Gates' audio from minus that one particular comment from the last few weeks of this global pandemic and all the things he said, including about 700,000 people are going to have adverse effects and suffer, but that's just what we have to do to get the vaccine out there. Meaning that roughly close to uh, what? 600 or so 100,000 more people, because only 100 or so thousand have died of COVID-19. The numbers are actually much lower than that because they've artificially inflated them while flu and other types of diseases have decreased because they're taking all the heart heart attacks all all the all the flus and all the other things that people are suffering from respiratory distress they're putting it into the category of covid-19 so let's say like 100,000 people died just to make it an even round number he's saying 700,000 globally will will have adverse effects and suffer uh, i.e. die or be crippled 
from the vaccine. His own words. There's no there's no out of context there. The whole context is there. At least 700,000. That's like 600,000 more people dying of the vaccine than, than died of the actual virus with inflated numbers. So you, how can you justify this? The article proceeds. In the coronavirus era, though, rumors and conspiracy theories about Gates have boomed. On social media, Gates has been wrongly accused of everything from pointing a pl- excuse me, plotting out the coronavirus pandemic ahead of time to distributing plush souvenir coronavirus toys to celebrate the virus's death toll. The disinformation campaign about Gates kicked off early in the spread of COVID-19 with QAnon conspiracy theorists claiming he had somehow patented the virus with the implication that Gates was deliberately spreading the disease. More recently, conspiracy theorists have claimed that Gates is somehow developing a tracking device to pair with coronavirus vaccine. In fact, Gates's foundation funded research in 2016 into using invisible ink to track children and the vaccinations in uh, developing countries uh, long before the coronavirus pandemic. True, false, true, false, true, false, true, false, straw man. This is why journalists no longer exist, and this is why we cannot get an objective conversation about what's going on. Because if you give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day, but if you teach a man to fish, he'll eat for a lifetime. If you know how to break this stuff down and to see through the game, then it all makes a lot more sense. It all comes together quite clearly that a lot of what I just read you is very, very true, but so much of it is taken out of context intentionally to distort reality. So people say, you can live your truth, you can be entitled to your opinion, but not your own facts. But if my opinion is based on factual information, then that opinion becomes part of reality and you can say you're entitled to your opinion and I am and I can live my truth through my opinion but if your opinion is not based on anything then you're not living your truth you're living your delusion if you have the tools to understand what's going on this all makes a lot more sense and hopefully in the next segment I can help you break this all down and understand what's really going on. It's been really confusing to me, and it's been disseminated for that purpose exactly. To be confusing, to be overwhelming, and so that we just say, I give up, I can't do this anymore. It's too complicated, too confusing. I'm Ryan Gable, this is The Secret Teachings. Stay with us more after this. If you're looking for something to do while you're quarantined or locked down at home, check out www.thesecretteachings.info for our entire show archive. There you'll find every single broadcast after it airs, and you can download and stream every single one of those shows with great guests and timeless subjects. Right now, it's only $35 for a one-year subscription to the archive and a free copy of one of my books with free shipping in the United States. It supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and it supports you. You can also check out my three books independently 
Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and the Technological Elixir. Read reviews and see the books at www.thesecretteachings.info. Whether you subscribe, purchase a book, or you simply listen to the show five nights a week, it's a great way to stay informed and to be entertained. Again, that's www.thesecretteachings.info, thesecretteachings.info, or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings, and shoot us an email at rdgable at yahoo.com. You are listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. To contact Ryan, email rdgable at yahoo.com. This is Dave Cruz, host of Beyond the Strange, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings, or our website, thesecretteachings.info. Uh, we've got to get rid of coronavirus from the entire world and how you get a, a vaccine making you know seven billion of those is is going to be a an incredible challenge and so you know if we have you know one in ten thousand uh side effects that's you know way more seven hundred thousand you know people who will suffer from that eventually what we'll have to have is certificates of who's a recovered person, who's a vaccinated person, because you don't want people moving around the world where you'll have some countries that won't have it under control. What does opening up look like? You know, which activities like schools have such benefit and can be done in a way that the risk of transmission is very low? And which activities like mass gatherings uh, may be in a certain sense more optional. And so until you're widely vaccinated, those may not uh, come back uh, at all. We want to get into this semi-normal phase as soon as we can, and then uh, the vaccine is the thing that will change things. And that's why, you know, really figuring out how do we make sure it's safe? Because uh, that, when you give it to seven billion healthy people, that's super important. Even if we're doing the right things, where we fix the testing problems. Uh, we're making sure people are strict about quarantine. We're doing really good contact tracing. And so the government is able to encourage some type of activities to resume. Even so, the populace has been thinking about this uh, infectious disease enough that people will be reluctant. Even, you know, they say, okay, it's fine to send your kids to school. I hope uh, we have enough proof that everybody will feel like they go along with that. If you want to reopen a factory, do enough workers show up that you can really engage in that activity. Some things like restaurants will probably have more spacing and the demand will be reduced because of what we've all gone through here. But we need to start getting things back to normal. They won't be back to normal until we either have that phenomenal vaccine or a therapeutic that's like over 95% effective. And so we have to assume that's going to be almost 18 months from now. You know, Dr. Fauci's doing a very good job. Uh, if we get the testing fixed, we get all 50 states involved. You know, the best people at the foundation uh, who are all about uh, high volume vaccines 
So let's look at each one of these and see how we can get this down to zero. Uh, probably one of these numbers is going to have to get pretty near to zero. Now uh, that's back from high school algebra, but let's, let's take a look. Uh, first, we've got population. Now, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. What we need to do is take this aid generosity and this innovation and go into those places, uh, offer the women better tools where they want to space birthing or, or have a smaller family size, and improve health. What policies should we have? Because until we get almost everybody vaccinated uh, globally, we still won't be fully back to normal. Uh, we want to go you know, in manufacture and construction and go to school. But there will be things like big public events where the risk will outweigh the risk of a disease rebound. We've got to get rid of coronavirus from the entire world, high volume vaccines. We have you know, one in 10,000 side effects. That's way more, 700,000 you know, people who will suffer from that. And so until you're widely vaccinated, those may not uh, come back uh, at all. We're making sure people are strict about quarantine. We're doing really good contact tracing. Eventually, what we'll have to have is certificates of who's a recovered person, who's a vaccinated person. We've got to get rid of people from the entire world I'm sure it'll be a mark, a badge of honor, too, once this coronavirus fizzles out. That you're recovered. That you're a survivor. I'm a survivor of coronavirus. There'll be stickers and hashtags. Hashtags support the survivors. I'm so sick and tired of the psychological warfare and the virtue signaling, I could physically vomit. And I want to read you something that I think is critically important to understand what's going on right now in the world, regardless of where you are. And that is the level of psychological warfare that is being waged on every single one of us, regardless of where you may be listening to this broadcast tonight. I have an Associated Press article that says the Gates Foundation, Bill Gates, Gates to Oblivion, are calling for global cooperation on vaccine for 7 billion people. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation also funded MIT to develop an invisible ink technology that with microneedles on a patch would inject a vaccine into your body and inject a quantum dye into your skin that could be scanned like a barcode and act as a form of immunization record primarily for children, though it obviously could be used for adults as well. Google and Apple team up for contact tracing, that's New York Times, in order to use your cellular data, your cell phone, the data where you are, the location, to create a map and a grid of where everyone is in real time. They already do this. But in order to justify it and to acknowledge to the public they are doing it, 
by saying this is to prevent the spread of coronavirus 19, COVID-19. This is meant to alert others that they may be in contact. They may have walked past someone, come into contact with someone who could be sick, all based on the same system the Chinese are using, their social credit score, surveillance grid technocracy that Google built, Google helped build with programs like Dragonfly and others that now Google and Apple are using here in the United States to contact trace people. And Bill Gates said in Forbes magazine back in March of 2020, he wants a national tracking system for the coronavirus. And then Dr. Fauci, who's on the Bill and Melinda Gates payroll, who works for the foundation, admittedly, it's on their website, Dr. Fauci, says immunity cards are being discussed for Americans to go out and to travel about. And in some places like New York, grocery stores, I've seen this firsthand, grocery stores are not allowing you into the store. You cannot buy food unless you wear a mask and you stay six feet from everybody else. That is the tiptoe towards a more physical form of the mark of the beast, that proverbial mark of the beast, which is now an everyday experience, at least for New Yorkers who have to wear a mask or they are unable to purchase food. You can say it's just a mask, they're just gloves, it's just six feet. But what happens when it becomes you have to have the immunity card to buy food? Will it be, it's just one tattoo to buy food, it's not a big deal? Those are all mainline headlines, mainstream publications, that's the mainstream status quo narrative. We also know that the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, which now exclusively funds the World Health Organization, because the United States federal government pulled funding, rightfully so, because the WHO assisted with CCP agents in the WHO covering up the Wuhan outbreak. But the WHO now is funded exclusively by Bill Gates and his foundation. The same WHO that teamed up with Global Citizen and Lady Gaga and all these celebrities for the one world together at home music festival. And if you look at the logo, it's literally two hands making a home, a house, with a little red dot in the middle. Kind of reminds you of Hal from Space Odyssey or Kit from Knight Rider. Or the Terminator eye. Or that little red light on a video camera that says record. You want to talk to your friends on Zoom or Skype and you want them to see you? Remove the tape from your camera. Just do it so you can talk to people because you need social interaction. Bill and Melinda Gates also is one of the primary funders They are one of the primary funders for the Parabright Institute in the UK, as are they a funder to Oxitec, a biotech company that genetically engineered mosquitoes, which Bill Gates also talked about being able to inject you with a vaccine 
mosquitoes that were released into the environment in places like South America and North America and other places around the world. And then we saw Zika and dengue fever and things like that kind of explode in those areas. Mosquitoes flying around. Oh, also other insects that have been engineered by the U.S. federal government in a program called Insect Allies. Program supposedly ends, or at least the funding for that program ends this year, 2020, where they were engineering insects to spread genetic material out into the environment. Oh, that was DARPA, by the way, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, you know, the same DARPA that basically invented the Internet and a bunch of stuff that they did like decades ago. It's a pretty common rule of thumb. DARPA's like 20, 25 years, about a quarter of a century ahead of the rest of, of the world in technological development. Genetically modified insects, that's a pet project. Seems to be the same thing Bill Gates is working on. So Bill Gates and them, they did fund Parabright Institute. And Parabright Institute does own a patent on a coronavirus. There are lots of coronaviruses, lots of mutations. They do own a patent on a coronavirus. They are primarily UK government funded, but Bill and Melinda Gates has given them a lot of money, especially funding a project called a Livestock Antibody Hub to the tune of $5.5 million. Then Bill, uh, then Bill and Melinda Gates, along with oh, so many others, uh, John Hopkins School of Public Health or John Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health, the World Economic Forum, and a lot of alphabet agencies got together in New York City at the end of 2019, and they ran a little simulation called Event 201 about a coronavirus outbreak from South America and how it spread around the world. They called it CAPS, C-A-P-S, and how it killed about 65 million people. Now, everything I've just shared with you since coming in from the montage, this is all documented provable, factual information. If you don't agree with it, you can simply say you're entitled to your opinion, but not your own facts. Facts are facts. Well, what if my opinion is based on fact? Then my opinion no longer is subjective. It's objective in the sense that I'm using raw information to formulate my opinion, which is what we should be doing anyway, you know, unless it's just well, my opinion, my take on that is this, but I really don't know. A lot of people say, well, this is what I think, this is what I believe, so this is my reality. And that may be true, but it doesn't mean that your reality is anything more than a delusion. So you're entitled to your opinion, and if you do enough research, you're also entitled to your own facts because they'll say that nothing I just told you is factual, yet it's all very well documented. And we've done other shows recently where we've went through the very, very complex genetic and scientific readouts and analyses of the coronavirus and the artificial inserts, HIV and other viruses and all that. But everything I've just told you and everything pertaining to the genetics of the virus and the psychological nature of lockdown and quarantine we talked about last week, all of that is stuff that all of you already know. 
But what you might not have thought about yet, the whole point of tonight's show, is that straw men arguments, which are always built, but right now these straw men arguments are being built to refute everything that I just told you, everything that you already know, everything that you knew about all of this stuff before tonight's show, from genetic readouts to contact tracing to quantum dot dies. The straw man is being used to refute all of that by creating the straw man as a separate but similar argument, then splicing it with the original argument, like splicing HIV proteins to a coronavirus, and then releasing the straw man, and then attacking the straw man by refuting the straw man rather than the original information that I just shared with you that all of you already know. So you get articles like this, the Daily Beast. Trumpists believe Bill Gates is using coronavirus to implant brain chips. At no point anywhere are they talking about brain chips. That's the straw man. Here's USA Today. Fact check. Did Gates Foundation fund, does Parabright Institute own coronavirus patent? Here's another one. Yahoo News. Coronavirus spawns conspiracy theories. Well, how do you trust a source of information? How is something considered credible? How is something considered trustworthy? You ever heard of a woman named Danielle Anderson? She works at Duke University's NUS Medical School Lab in Singapore. She contributes to a group called Science Feedback. Science Feedback is is the group that Facebook has been using to put false information labels on articles claiming that COVID-19 may have originated at the Wuhan Institute, the virology lab, which now leaked cables. The Washington Post reported show that the U.S. State Department was concerned about the nature of what was taking place at that laboratory months before anything became widespread global news. And the Chinese government and the Chinese embassy in London has acknowledged they were doing research with a coronavirus at that laboratory in Wuhan with a $3.8 roughly million dollar grant from the U.S. federal government sanctioned by Dr. Fauci at the NIH, who is also just so happens to be a leading member of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Also, Daniel Anderson worked at the laboratory. Daniel Anderson worked with bat coronaviruses. Some of Daniel Anderson's publications reveal at least nine collaborations with Dr. Ping Zhou a Wuhan scientist experimenting on bat coronaviruses. And yet she says none of this is true, but she worked for the damn laboratory. She works for science feedback that Facebook employs to fact-check what you post, which would include anything I've shared with you on tonight's show, all well-documented, Anything I shared with you on last 
week's show, The Medical Mask of Zorro, or Quantum Quarantine, or any broadcast we've done about this particular topic, Daniel Anderson says that's not true. Facebook says that's not true because they deem what is reality. They set up these straw men and then they rip them down to disassociate you and to confuse you and to disassociate and confuse other people who might otherwise begin to think critically and say, you know what, I don't buy this. I don't believe this. And I'm sure as hell not getting a Bill Gates-sponsored vaccine, or any vaccine for that matter, for the coronavirus. I think I'll use the sun. I think I'll use vitamin D, vitamin C, and zinc. Oh yeah, if you haven't seen that Yahoo News big study out of the United States, look at that, they found sunlight destroys the virus. Although the Department of Homeland Security declined to answer questions about the findings and strongly uh, cautioned anyone against drawing any conclusions based on the data. But they say sunlight destroys the virus. Of course it does. Don't worry about sun. Don't worry about vitamin D, vitamin C, or zinc, or... Don't worry about anything. Don't worry about, don't worry about potassium or magnesium. Don't worry about vitamin A, vitamin K. Don't worry about any of that stuff. It's all conspiracy theory. Let me show you how they do this. This article from the Daily Beast, it talks about these two black ladies, Diamond and Silk. I've listened to them before. I like some of the stuff they say. I'm just not on the Trump bandwagon. But this article, I believe, is quoting them out of context, but it says that, the, that these, two, um, these two ladies believe that Bill Gates is operating a secretive agenda to rule the world with vaccines. Now, to make a statement like that, out of context, it might seem like it's a factual statement based on an individual's belief. Factual in the sense that it's, 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 it's a fact that that person believes that Bill Gates is trying to rule the world with vaccines, whatever the hell that means. But if it's out of context, it's just kind of like a hyperbolic statement. Like, yeah, Bill Gates wants to rule the world with vaccines. Is that true? Probably not. Is it just a random kind of a statement somebody made? Is it hyperbolic? Probably. But no, you build that straw man in order to rip down the entire argument, which is also, as this article from the Daily Beast says, vowing not to take any coronavirus vaccine that Gates was involved with. Well, if you don't believe that Bill Gates has your best interest at mind, at heart, and you say, I'm not going to take that vaccine, Bill, you must believe he's trying to rule the world with vaccines. Therefore, your beliefs are faulty. It's easily disproven. He's not trying to rule the world, the world with vaccines, so you might as well take the vaccine. What do you have to lose? Except you might be one of those 700,000 people he said are going to die. His words, not mine. I played it for you in the montage. And then the article goes on, like all these other articles, to talk about disinformation and how it's QAnon and Trump supporters. I saw a lot of people out at Texas, uh, out at uh, Michigan, out in, uh, where else did they go, Virginia. And a lot of people were just saying, I'm not staying home. I'm not staying home. It's ridiculous. And the media paints it as Trump supporters and QAnon people. And I'm, I'm none of those people. I don't support Trump, and I'm not a QAnon lunatic, and uh, I'm not a conspiracy analyst, and I'm not a shaman, and I'm not one of these new age bourgeois conspiracy theorists. I'm a realist. If you got to label me, I'm a realist. 
A lot of you are realists. You want something real. You want something something substantial. You want somebody to just be straight with you. That's probably why one of the reasons you listen to this show. You tune into radio shows like this. It's my duty to give you this information, to give you this perspective, and to take you through articles like this that says from the USA Today, did Gates Foundation fund this Parabright Institute own a coronavirus patent? And you read the article, and it says... The Institute is funded by billionaire Bill Gates, and the CDC also retains a patent to the virus's genome. When did the CDC get a patent on the virus's genome? But the article that the USA Today references is one of those ridiculous websites, Humans Are Free. I see that on Facebook all the time. I immediately scroll past it. Humans Are Free, and I think, was it Waking Times, and, you know, all those David Wilcock websites, stillness in the storm and destroy the illusion, more like create the illusion, chaos in the storm. So they quote some like clickbait amateur hour conspiracy crap. I'm not saying there can't be credible stuff there, but they take one of those kinds of publications and then they rip it apart They take some of the stuff that's true and they mix it with things that are untrue and they take a lot of the outright clickbait. They don't have to create it. The clickbait people do it for them. And then they take it and they say, well, if you believe that the CDC, you know, has a patent on this, you're just wrong. And you know what, moron? You are wrong if you think the CDC has a patent on the coronavirus. That's insane. Of course the CDC doesn't. But if you believe that, then you drag the rest of us down with you. And the article quotes Jordan Sather, Smoothie Juice Boy Jordan Sather, as promoting these half-baked amateur conspiracy theories. Can you believe it? The same Jordan Sather who went on Comedy Central to discredit critical thinking. They say the article also claims Gates and other interested parties funded their research groups to create a weaponized viral strain designed to sell more useless deadly vaccines while at the same time killing off a few thousand or perhaps a few million people. Who said that? Oh, humans are free. The clickbait site. The unsubstantiated claim persists on multiple social media platforms and appears especially popular among anti-vaccine and QAnon bloggers and online commentators. Let me tell you right now. I don't think Bill Gates is using this to make money. That is asinine. The guy is spending tens of billions of dollars and funding seven or more vaccines over the next 18 months and hundreds of millions in just outright donations to create a vaccine to fight coronavirus. He's not going to make back tens of billions of dollars. I guarantee you that. And if he does, he's going to maybe break even. There's obviously another reason he wants seven billion people to be vaccinated. And I didn't get that from humansarefree.com or thisisascam.org. I got that from Associated Press, otherwise respectable news publications. But if you put all those pieces together from independent reporting or from collectivized independent reporters, then you get a bigger picture. This is what's going on. And you have a lot of people that take it out of context. They don't know a fact from an opinion They don't know their head from their ass, and so they spread stuff intentionally or unintentionally, and it's like a game of telephone, conspiracy telephone, and it leads to all this confusion. That's part of the psychological warfare. It also says, Bill Gates or the Gates Foundation helped to create and patent the novel coronavirus. Uh, That is unfounded. 
because they didn't help to create and patent the novel coronavirus. That's asinine. That's insane. That's not true. So, yeah, the USA Today is right in that regard. They conclude that they rate the claim false that Bill Gates is using his foundation to fund the Perry Bright Institute that owns a patent on the coronavirus. The article says while there are past ties between the Parabright Institute and the Gates Foundation, neither organization holds a patent for the novel coronavirus using the COVID-19 or causing the COVID-19 pandemic. See, that's where they get you. Perfect example. Neither organization holds a patent for the novel coronavirus causing the COVID-19 pandemic. No, they don't hold a patent for the novel coronavirus, but through the funding of the Bill and the Gates Foundation to Parabright in the UK, they've patented a version of the coronavirus. So I say Bill Gates funded Parabright with some grants and they patented a version of the coronavirus. And by the time it gets down to the end of the table, it's Bill Gates created COVID-19 to make money off vaccines. No, he didn't. But so many people want to believe that conspiracy so much that they'll stop listening to this show and they'll stop what they're doing and they'll send me a message and tell me, Ryan, you're wrong. You sold out. You work for the military industrial complex. Listen, dude, I don't even know what you're talking about anymore. And I, I'm divorcing myself from the entire conspiracy community. This is insane. It's psychological warfare, building the straw man to divert your investigation. So a lot of conspiracy analysts, you're not going to find the truth. You're not going to find the light. You're going to find a false light. When you finally meet Bill Gates and he opens that gateway to oblivion, you're not going to get a brain chip. You're just going to get a little mark of the beast, a little digital tattoo, a little bio stamp, which also was funded and developed by DARPA and Regina Dugan and all those other lovely names that keep coming up again. Oh, Regina Dugan also works for Facebook's Building 8 Skunk Works that develop mind-reading technology in league with MIT. But if you say that, oh, you must believe Bill Gates is trying to rule the world with vaccines. Shut up. We don't have time for this amateur hour stuff, okay? There's real stuff going on, so either read and learn and pay attention or get out of the way. Because I'm not going to be thrust into oblivion with the rest of the New Age conspiracy analysts. I don't have all the answers. But at least I can think for myself. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Don't forget, next Monday, the show will start an hour earlier from now on. Lighting the Void will be reduced by an hour. But it'll be back-to-back, -back, Lighting the Void, then The Secret Teachings, and then right after The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM, you'll get to hear an old episode of The Secret Teachings. So an hour earlier, but you're going to get four hours of The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday. The first two hours will be the new broadcast, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 to 4 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time, right here on The Secret Teachings. $35 gets you a one-year subscription to the archive. If you can't stay up late, you get a book and a one-year subscription, $35. Free shipping in the United States, rdgable at yahoo.com. If you have any questions, rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay safe, stay informed. I hope I don't have a heart attack, but I'll, I'll talk to you tomorrow night on the broadcast. Have a good evening, have a good morning, have a good night wherever you might be.